Well, hello, Citygate Church. Thanks so much for the invitation to speak to you today. It is great to be with you, albeit online. My name's Steve. I'm actually the lead elder at Welcome Church in Woking. Been there for three years now. And I'm also part of the Commission UK leadership team. And in that role, I help to look after and input some of our Commission churches. I've recently been invited to start doing that with yourselves and the team there. And I've actually been meeting regularly with the leadership of Citygate over the last year or so. And I'm really looking forward to getting to know some of you personally when I can come and visit in person. One day soon, I hope but who knows. Now, I'm going to be with you tonight on Zoom at 7.30pm and Andy Oates is going to be brought into eldership and I've got the privilege of leading that through this evening. We're going to have the joy of recognising that moment together as Andy comes into eldership. We're going to pray over him. We'll be praying for George and the family as well and it'll be really good to mark that moment together as a church even in this weird time when it's all being done online. Now, Guy Miller, who I think lots of you will know, did an online eldership appointment for us with two new elders back in January this year. And although it is a bit different doing it online, we really can still have a meaningful time together and we can expect God to be with us. The Holy Spirit is not confused by the internet. So do be there if you possibly can. My message today is called Back to Life. And it's something I feel stirred with for you today. And I want this to really encourage you. I want it to lift your hearts and to impart faith to you for the future as well. Right now, we're in the middle of a third national lockdown. Lots of kids are off school, shops are shut, lots of workplaces I know have been closed, many people working from home, travel's restricted. Life is a long way from normal. And to be honest, I'm finding it pretty hard work doing church online all the time. I miss people. I miss that. I do. Making church TV has never been my ministry goal. And this time it's unlike anything I've lived through before. And to be honest with you, I'm really ready for it to be over. At the same time, the vaccine is now being rolled out. And as a nation, we seem to be approaching a turning point in our fight against this disease. We'll hopefully see things start to unlock as levels of the disease drop and the vaccination program takes effect. So let's just take a moment this morning to consider a question. What impact has the pandemic had on your life spiritually? I mean, has this last year of lockdowns and restriction, has it brought you closer to God? Or does he seem somehow more distant? Has your faith grown over this time or has it diminished? Of course, we'll all be in different places with this. Some of us will be just on fire for Jesus right now in a new way, and that's great. But I'm aware that for many people, this season of life has left them feeling, I don't know, a bit more distant from God and from church than they'd really like. Many would say that they feel quite dry and empty. And it's not surprising, really. I mean, we weren't meant to live in isolation. We need other people around us. We need other Christians around us. We need to meet together and have fellowship. We need to worship together and encounter God together. We need to pray together. We need to use spiritual gifts together. We need to serve together to encourage one another. All of that has been restricted for a long time now. So let me ask another question. If you're really honest, okay, how do you find doing church online? I mean, I know that people work really hard to make it happen each week. And at the right moment, there's probably some really big thank yous to be said. But if you're honest, how do you actually find the experience? I mean, do you connect with God at all? 
I know some people love it. And for those who are housebound or sick, it serves them so well. And as a church back in Woking, we've had people reconnect with us during this time who actually have been housebound and hadn't really been able to connect for a while. And that's been great. And we've had people connect with us for the first time, both across our town and from much further afield as well. And I know you'll have had that as well. But for me as an individual, like so many other people, if I'm honest, I've struggled with online church. I mean, I do. I miss fellowship with people. I miss encouragement from other Christians. I miss the opportunity for for ministry, to pray for people, to use spiritual gifts. And I actually find it especially hard to engage in worship online. I mean, our online meetings at Welcome Church, they're good, as I know they are here as well. But I miss being with people. How about you? Now, in time, we will be back to meeting in person again. And right now, we're still a long way from that. And even when those meetings do restart, it's going to be a while before we can all be together again. It's going to be phased, I guess. We'll still be living with restrictions of some sort for some time to come. So what encouragement would God bring us in this time of waiting? Well, I want to speak today from a passage of the Bible that God drew me to at what was actually a very low point personally for me during the pandemic. And this passage helped to restore me spiritually. And I want it to bless you as a church today, Citygate. And when I was invited to speak, it was this passage that I felt drawn to really strongly. So I'm believing this is going to bless some of you today. The passage is Ezekiel 37, verse 1 to 14. And it contains a vision that God gave to a man called Ezekiel. Now, let's talk about Ezekiel. Ezekiel was an Israelite priest who God called to be a prophet. And he lived in about the 500s BC during what was a really difficult time for Israel. You see, the nation of Israel had been conquered. The people, including Ezekiel, had been taken into exile as slaves. The city of Jerusalem, including the temple, which is where they went to meet with God, had been completely destroyed. And the whole situation looked unrecoverable. For a priest like Ezekiel, it really would have been devastating. But in the midst of all that hopelessness, God gave Ezekiel an amazing and encouraging vision. I'll read it to you. Ezekiel 37, verse 1 to 14. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, son of man, can these bones live? I said, sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life and then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded and as I was prophesying there was a noise, a rattling sound and the bones came together bone to bone. I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, breath, from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath entered them. And they came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say, 
Our bones are dried up. Our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore, I prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land. And then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord. Now, before I unpack that passage for us, I actually want to make a personal confession. Okay, here you go. When this crisis began, I was honestly living in unreality. I did, I was. I honestly thought the first lockdown would end and normal life would return fairly quickly. I mean, I had conversations where I was saying things like this, right? We'll be back to normal in September. And I believed it. And there were others saying, oh, no, 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 Steve, this is going to go on until at least next January. But I wasn't convinced. Well, here we are beyond that. In the meantime, we were working very hard as a church team. I mean, we threw everything we had at keeping things together. And as a result, I actually tired myself out. But it was okay because the summer was coming. I mean, Joe and I, all right, Joe's my wife, we, we had a really good holiday booked, okay? Imagine this, Greek island, just the two of us, sunshine, private pool, beach, nice food. And although Greece had closed the British tourists for a while, they had announced that they would be reopening and they reopened on July the 15th. So our holiday was still on. And then something happened. We got an email to say that our resort had decided it wouldn't open in summer 2020 at all. So our holiday was canceled. Now we got a refund, but I was gutted. Suddenly, and really at the last minute, we were going nowhere. And I was not happy at all. I mean, after the year I'd had, it knocked me hard. On the day that we were due to go, July the 23rd, which I can still remember, I stood in our back garden and I watched the plane that we should have been on fly across the sky. You see, we're near Heathrow, and that particular flight path goes across the tree line behind our house. I mean, thankfully, far enough off that it's not too noisy. But I watched it go. And let's be honest, I sulked. Oh, I got a good sulk on, I really did. And soon, it also became increasingly obvious that not only was I not getting my holiday, but the pandemic was going to be with us for a long time as well. And so as summer began, I hit a real spiritual low. I mean, I'd been running too hard for too long, and now I was running on fumes with no way I could see to refill the tank because everything I'd planned had gone. Now, maybe you've had some lows during this pandemic too. And I thank God that he has grace for us and he restores us. And for some of us, he wants to do some restoration work today. The way God helped me and brought me back to life spiritually and emotionally was actually through this passage. So I'm going to go through the passage a few verses at a time and just talk about them because God's got big plans for you at Citygate Church. He's got plans for you as individuals and as a church together. So let's talk about coming back to life. So the passage starts like this, right? Ezekiel 37, verse 1 to 2. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones, and he led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. Now, for Ezekiel, this vision 
must have been an amazing experience. I mean, the Holy Spirit got hold of him and he was taken in a vision to this valley full of old dry bones. Now those bones immediately reveal something to us. They reveal that there used to be life here. You see, you don't get dead bones unless there was once something living. And they were the dry bones of dead people. And honestly, they couldn't have been any more dead. I mean, this wasn't a situation where you might hope for resuscitation. Ezekiel, he didn't need a defibrillator. This was way beyond hope. And the vision, we find out later on, actually portrayed the state of Israel, spiritually and physically. They were destroyed beyond hope of recovery. The cities were gone, the temple was gone. They were cut off from one another and cut off from where they went to worship God. Now, we can find ourselves sometimes in situations that feel like that spiritually. There was once life, but now it feels like defeat and decay. We once flowed in the Holy Spirit, but now we feel dead and dry. Do you know whole churches can end up like this? But maybe personally, you felt a bit like it during the pandemic. Whether you're a Christian or not, let me ask you this question. How's your life spiritually? I mean, are you pumping with spiritual life or are you a bit dried up? I mean, do you feel spiritually alive or more like those dry bones? Perhaps it's just a bit less severe than that. Maybe you're just thirsty for something more. You want fresh life and new spiritual reality again. In the midst of this vision, God then comes and asks Ezekiel a crazy, crazy question. Verse 3, he asked me, son of man, can these bones live? Now, the obvious answer is, no, of course they can't live. They're dead bones. But Ezekiel knew God had taken him into this vision for a reason. He knew there was a message to be received. And I really love his, I suppose, wise and humble response. I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. You see, Ezekiel is hedging his bets there. He knows God's got a plan. He knows that these bones, you know, he's got no hope in them, but he had hope in God. And if you feel spiritually dry, let me encourage you to put your hope in God too. If you're feeling dry or tired or empty, if you're feeling spiritually a bit dead, put your hope in God, not in yourself. We can't save ourselves any more than those bones could bring themselves back to life. We need a miracle. We need God to save us. And he has a plan. Can your dry bones live? You know, Lord, you know. You know me. You know my heart. You know my longings for life for my church, for my family. You know my longings for my nation, you know. Now, I'm standing here today in our brand new Welcome Church building in Woking. We got the keys last January 2020, and we started meeting here, and honestly, God was at work. We were growing fast, rapid growth. We saw people saved, and then, after just a few Sundays, we had to close the building because of the virus. And it's pretty much stood empty ever since, apart from you know, recording preaches and a few live streams. The truth is, most church buildings across the country have. Now I know the church is not the building for us any more than it is for you at Citygate. It's the people, right? We've continued church in a different way online, as you have to. But when I look at our building, and when I consider yours, it's this question that's resonating in my heart. Can these dry bones live? But it's not really about the building. I hope you get that. It's about our spiritual lives as individuals and as a church. The building's just a picture for that. Now, this passage was highlighted to me prophetically by a friend. In July, when I had hit my absolute kind of lowest point, 
my friend was reading this passage from the Bible and he felt God speak to him about me, which is nice. So he did the courageous thing. He picked up the phone and called me and he pointed me to the passage and gave me some encouragement that he felt God was bringing me. Now, I hope you know that God speaks to us today, that he speaks through the Bible. Of course he does. He speaks through preaching. He speaks by the Holy Spirit within us. And he also speaks through gifts of the Holy Spirit, like prophecy, always in line with the Bible, of course. When I got that call, truth was, I felt like I was the dry bones myself. I mean, spiritually, I was pretty empty. I'd missed being together. I'd missed worship. I'd missed feeling God's presence when we were together as his people. I missed it, and I was feeling the impact of that. And also, I'd worked really hard just to keep everything together. But the one thing I was counting on to refresh me had been cancelled. And as my friend spoke to me, I could feel how kind of dead and dry I was. And I know I'm not alone in that. Lots of us have felt that way at different times during this pandemic. Can these dry bones live? Sovereign Lord, you know. Really? What do I know? Well, Lord, you know when I sit and when I rise. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely. You know it all. You know my spiritual state. I mean, where can I flee from your spirit? If I go up to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you're there. You know, and you can make life flow again. You can bring us back to life. And then in this vision, God told Ezekiel to do something that on the surface looked really foolish. It's in verse four to seven. He said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath into you and you will come to life. I will make tendons attached to you and I'll make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin and I will put breath in you and you will come to life and then you'll know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. Now faced with this valley of dead bones, Ezekiel is told to speak to them, to declare the word of God to them, to prophesy life to them. You will live. Now those bones, they didn't have ears to hear. They were dead. But Ezekiel spoke anyway. And do you know that that is our calling as well? We are called to speak life to dead and dying situations. Let me just underline that again. I want you to hear it. We have a calling. And what it is is this. We are called to speak life to dead and dying situations. So first of all, we're called to do that to ourselves. And that's what I had to do. You see, many of us spend too much time listening to ourselves and not enough time speaking to ourselves. And we can do ourselves so much good by knowing and declaring truth to ourselves. Truth like this. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. I am born again. I am a child of God. I am righteous in his sight. I'm baptised in his Holy Spirit. I'm loved with an everlasting love. Jesus has paid the price for me. I'm his and he's mine forever. Speak truth to yourself. Speak scripture over yourself. It will cause life to flow as your spirit responds to God. I mean, holidays are great, but I'd put too much confidence in it. What I really needed for restoration was to be soaked again in the love and truth of Jesus. And maybe you do as well today. We're also called to speak life to our brothers and sisters in Christ. I mean, the Bible says speak to one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Don't give up meeting together, but encourage one another. Don't neglect the gift of God that's been given to you. I mean, when we step out in faith, declaring truth from the Bible, praying for one another, prophesying in the Holy Spirit, as my friend did with me that day, God's word brings life. And sometimes that can happen in an instant. 
You see, God honours his word and he's doing it for some of you right now as I speak. He's speaking fresh life to you. And we're called to do this as we declare the gospel of Jesus to our world as well. So we declare truth to ourselves, to our brothers and sisters in Christ in the church and also to our lost and broken world. That's the third people we need to speak life to. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 18 says, The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. So we're called to announce the gospel of life through Jesus to people who are spiritually dead and unable to hear and will think of it as foolishness. People are as dead as those bones spiritually, but God's word brings life. When we share the gospel, when we preach the Bible, God works by his spirit and he brings life. So what happened when Ezekiel spoke? Well, verse 7 to 8 says, As I was prophesying, there was a noise a rattling sound and the bones came together, bone to bone. And I looked and tendons of flesh appeared on them and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. As Ezekiel spoke God's word to the dead bones, God worked. Things started to come together, bone to bone, tendon to tendon. God working in response to his word, just like God worked supernaturally when my friend spoke to me. He brought fresh vision and new life. And as we speak God's word, God will work through each of us too. People and situations that seem spiritually hopeless will start to come together as God works through us in response to his word. But there was, of course, a missing factor for Ezekiel. God still had to impart life to those bones. Ezekiel's words alone weren't enough, and neither are ours. I mean, preaching is important, but we need the life-giving power and work of the Holy Spirit to honour our words as well and to own those words. So look at what happened next, verse 9 to 10. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath entered them. They came to life and stood on their feet, a vast army. So the first time Ezekiel spoke, he spoke to the dead bones and God worked. This second time, he's actually called to speak to the breath. And the breath, that's the Holy Spirit. This time he's speaking to God and he is praying. He's praying to the Holy Spirit, the wind of God, to come and enter these bones and bring life to people. So as Ezekiel prayed or prophesied to God, Holy Spirit, come, give life, breathe so we can live, God responded. God loves to answer that prayer. And God was at work. He was at work arranging those bones before life was given to them, just as he's at work in many people and situations around us. And then there comes that moment when the Holy Spirit life is given. So we need to be ready to speak. And like Ezekiel, we probably also need to pray and we need to do what God's called us to do. And we also need to ask God to do what only God can do. You see, he's the life giver. Let him give life. Ask him to give life. City Gate Church, God wants to bring life to people all around you. You may feel like you're spiritually dead or dying. If so, understand this. God can give fresh life by his Holy Spirit. He can do it in you and in those around you, and he can do it in a moment. Put your hope and faith in him to work. Ask him to give fresh life. Perhaps the Holy Spirit is highlighting your extended family today. Maybe children, relatives who are miles from God. People who once flowed with his life, perhaps, and now seem spiritually dead. So let's be ready to speak to them and to pray for them and pray for life to come to them. And let's pray for life and renewal to come to ourselves and our church as well. Finally then, God explains the vision to Ezekiel and for a broken, exiled people, it's a real encouragement. God hasn't forgotten them. He has great 
plans for them. So verse 11, it says this. He said, son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. And they say our bones are dried up, our hope is gone, we're cut off. Therefore, sorry, let's try again. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land and then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and have done it, declares the Lord. You see, God had a plan to bring his people back to the land and make them fruitful again. And at the right time, he did. I believe God also has great plans of life and fruitfulness for you as well. You will return again. You will return again to this place, this building. You'll return to meeting together again and encountering God again. And these bones, they became a great army called to serve the one who gave them life. As a church, you too are his mighty army and you're not called to anything less. God has great plans for you to impact Bournemouth and further afield. Southbourne is great. What exciting news you've had there. But there's more to come. Each time you think about your empty building, Remember the question that God asked Ezekiel, son of man, can these dry bones live? Because that's a picture of our spiritual life and our church life. I say it's not about the building, don't forget that. We're the, you know, it's about the people, church is the people, not the building. But think about that question because there's an answer to it. Ezekiel, he hedged his bets. He said, Lord, you know, but we can be bolder than that. You see, we know the end of the vision. We've got the rest of the Bible. We know how God restored his people, just as he promised. And how at just the right time, he then sent his son Jesus to that restored people, to their restored city and their restored temple. He sent Jesus into the world, not to condemn the world, but to restore all people to God. You see, God will restore us to spiritual life again too. God will bring us back to life. You see... Those bones look dead, but there was another one who died in our place. There was Jesus, the one who took on death in order that we might have life. Death couldn't hold him. And the good news is it can't hold us if we're in him as well. I mean, think about your church. Why are you appointing a new elder tonight? The answer is because there's life in this church and there's a future and there's a hope and God is at work through you. So I want to pray as I finish for two things. First, I want to pray for those who feel spiritually dry. I mean, this pandemic really has been a time like no other. So do be kind to yourself. You might feel distant from God, but he hasn't forgotten you. And just because you feel distant doesn't mean you are. I believe he wants to speak life to you today and bring fresh grace and faith to you. It's calling you back to life. So if you feel spiritually like dry bones, like I did, Remember what Jesus said, let anyone who's thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. And by this he meant the spirit. So let's pray. Would you come now, Holy Spirit, and breathe into all who feel dry, to all who are thirsty? Would you breathe fresh life into our dry spiritual bones right now today by your Holy Spirit? Give fresh power and renewed passion. Give us each fresh vision to live for you and to walk with you and to walk in the calling you have for us. Refresh the weary, heal our hurts, lift off disappointment and discouragement. Give water to the thirsty and new life to our dry bones. Come Holy Spirit and fill us right now, I pray.
Amen. For me, this word brought new life in a moment, and I pray it will for you as well. But secondly, I want to pray for you as a church. You see, God's call on you as a church is growing. You're called to bring glory to God and to reveal his manifold wisdom to the world. And we may need to do it in some different ways right now during lockdown, but let's not hide away in fear or apathy as our faith dims, our passion for Jesus and the church calls. No, let's stir ourselves. Let's overcome what holds us back. God's doing some new things amongst you. He's got great plans in the year ahead for you. You are his mighty army. Can these dry bones live? Oh, you bet they can. So let's pray. Let's pray for this church. Come Holy Spirit and let your breath and life enter this church in a new fresh way today. We thank you for what you've been doing over the last year in this church. It's a privilege that you would do anything at all, but we thank you for all you've done. And now we pray for more. Let new life and fresh impetus get hold of City Gate Church. Father, may they move forward together. We thank you for a new elder tonight. We thank you for a new site in Southbourne. We thank you for Central Bournemouth too. And I pray that you would lift people's eyes to see towards the horizons of your plans for this church. May your kingdom come and your will be done in each life and in each family and City Gate Church in Bournemouth and beyond. And may many people come to know that you are the Lord and there is no other. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for listening, City Gate Church. I hope you're feeling encouraged. I will see you on Zoom tonight at 7.30 to appoint Andy as an elder. It's a really key moment in the life of your church together. And it's a real sign that God's got big plans for you for the future. And I'm looking forward to it. See you later. Thanks for listening.